Welcome to the Called Up Podcast. This is the place for the dreamers, the dreamers who desire to fulfill all God has created them to be. I am your host, Marquise Harris, and we will be talking all things faith, legacy, and the pursuit of purpose. Y'all, get ready, because it's about to go up. Well, welcome to a very special edition of the Called Up Podcast. This session is titled, A Tribute to the Mamas. This week, we're celebrating all the mamas out there holding it down. As we know, this is Mother's Day weekend, and I'm making the choice to celebrate and to honor the mamas. And this episode is also very special because I have the lovely, the honorable, the one, the only, my wife, the mother of my beautiful children, the Michaela Simone. Welcome. Give the listeners a shout out. Hey, hey, hey. I am so happy and excited to be on the Called Up podcast with my amazing husband, Marquise Harris. The Marquise Harris. The. There is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, this is this is exciting time because I feel like in, in this week's episode, we're, we're able to talk about it from a different lens. You know, we right. talk about faith, legacy, and this pursuit of purpose. But today we're really going to look at the conversation around how do women specifically find purpose, specifically God's purpose through motherhood. And for those that don't know, my wife is truly instrumental and I'll let her share a little bit about what she does to to nurture mothers, but also to edify and build them up. So with that, I just want to pass it to you just to kind of do a quick intro about what you do to to help mamas out and and how you do that yeah so i wear a couple a couple of hats um but one of the main hats i wear during the week is being a mom um being a mom that stays home full time with two of our children um jaden and simone love my kiddos um and outside of that i i write so i uh, have a blog um under my name michaela s harris and I write about, you know, faith and a lot of the things I write about is motherhood and how that has enhanced my faith. I'm also a contributing writer writer for um, Her View From Home. Shout and out. so uh, shout out to them um, that has given me um, to share my voice um, and, and to be able to pour into moms that way. And then, of course, I engage a lot on my Instagram. Um, yes, a lot of a lot of the moms know I am always sharing with my kiddos what we're learning, what we're reading, um, any uh, hardships that I may endure during my first year of motherhood. So anything that could just leverage um, my voice um, as a mother and to be able to release that um, to other moms because it's all about us bringing and thriving the best way we can for our kiddos. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about who I am for those who don't know me. Right. Um, will get to know me because I'll be on multiple episodes. I'm yeah, sure. that is true. That that she's not lying about. This <laughs> yep. just happens to be one of those topics that I knew I couldn't do without her because it's it's so important. And and so you you talk about a lot of this idea of being able to build up moms, building that connection, build that support. But I think for us, and we think about our journey of becoming parents and and when it really just kind of hit us. So when would you say it really hit you that you were a mother? Like it just finally clicked? That's a good question. Man, I remember like leaving the hospital 
and finally coming home and I was like, why can't I take them nurses home with me? Like, <laughs> I'm like, so y'all just gonna like release me, sign these papers. And then after two days, I'm just out of here. Like it's, I'm, we're on our own. Right. That was when it became real to me because you know, when you're in the hospital, like, you know, you're getting all the things that you need from the nurses mm-hmm. and the doctors and all things. But like, once you sign that release, like they like release over your, ch- like your life has like, it's like, this is yours and take care of it. Right. Um, sending you home, got the car seat strapped. That's when I knew Ozzy commenting mother. We were driving down the highway going home and I was like, yep, this is real. When I had those first couple of nights and I didn't have those nurses coming in to check on me right, or change the diaper for me or, or whatever, I'm like dang yeah, I'm 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 like legit in mama. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so. no, that that was real. Thinking back to that moment where it was like, okay, I know they were changing the diapers a certain way. They were giving milk. A yeah, certain like how way. do you do this? And 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 thinking about that, and so you know, it's interesting you talk about that part of the journey of like, man, leaving the hospital. And when we think about sort of that parenthood life and sort of just taking on this new identity, where it ultimately shifted overnight. Where, of course, you know, you carried a baby for nine plus months and, and you're dealing with that. But really, when you when you take the reins of the responsibility of being a parent, like it shifts overnight. But what would you say was that point where you believe how, how did God really begin to redefine your identity where you went from not just being the wife, Michaela, but now being the wife and mom, Michaela? Like, how was that? shift for you and how you really begin to crystallize how God was redefining that in you. Man, honestly, I think, you know, I think I reflect back on 2020, uh, Simone was born and she was born two months after, you know, when we were in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I didn't even realize like things that hit me. Um, just everyone was at home and yeah. I isolated and like, I didn't get the same experience as a first time mom that other moms got to get, like mm-hmm. where the people come and they visit you in your hospital and they drop things off. Like nobody knew what was going on. And so that was my first time of like, okay, like I had my mom and my mm-hmm. dad who was there, but like even outside support, like we didn't quite know. Uh, what was happening with this whole thing called right. COVID. And so that was like the first test of motherhood for me to how do you depend on um, uh, having a few people to support right. um, and, and God alone by himself, especially when you had went back to work and um, and finally like went back to office, like those are things. And so that started to shift for me. So when I think about like, my identity, I remember I started to ask myself, like, dang, like, who am I? I am not, mm-hmm. I'm no longer working in the work field. And I, I know in our culture, like, we tend to define our success and who we are based on what we do. Mm-hmm. And so um, in that, now I'm no longer a, a working wife. Now I am a mom and a wife at home with my child. And so I think the identity shift came especially um when, like I said, when you were going back to work and it was just me and Simone. And so the the identity shift for me became like learning, like, man, like I cannot depend on uh, my strength alone. Right. And so when this, the scriptures, I would say, started to become more alive for me when mm-hmm. I became a parent. Yeah. Uh, because it's like, oh, 
That's what it means when he says, like, God's not giving me spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. That yeah. means that when I have those fears of motherhood, like, I I can I can know that this is what the scripture says. But in the moment, that was hard to believe mm-hmm. um, because I'm like, how do you do this in, in a pandemic? And so I think, one, starting to the identity shift was when I began to ask myself, like, okay, who I, who am I? in God, who am mm-hmm. I in Christ and not who who I not who am I as a wife, as a mom, as a person who was working in the work field, right. but like who am I in him? And that's when things just started to like unfold. And when I say unfold, like it was a slow for unfold. Right. <laughs> Very slow for like Marquise, you know, you've seen the in and out, you're my husband, so you seen all the things that I endured, but it was a slow unfold. So the things that I am doing now mm-hmm. um and pouring into moms i would not be able to have done that had i went through that that ask that question god who i who am i in you right and allowing him to unfold those things mm-hmm. in me to release who i am today and i know that there's so much more he's going to be unfolding but right. you know the hardships the real real hardships and so um you know that's yeah. what i would say there no that makes sense and i think you know, you highlighted something very important when you think about having to allow God to redefine where the world tells us we're defined by what we do, that you're only this because you go to this job. You're only an employee. You're only a wife. You're only a mother. And sort of that singularity of thinking can limit then what we're able to do because then we're, we're, we're sort of confounded to these walls of limitations that we ultimately put on ourselves because the world has told us such. Yep. And when you talk about that journey of trying to come out of that place of, okay, now I'm a mom, I'm still a wife, I'm still trying to figure this thing out. And yeah, I saw that. Of course, I saw that journey firsthand. But what would you be able to share of like, for a mom that may be struggling out there uh, and just trying to figure maybe in that same place of like I'm still trying to figure it out what is that how do I get to the other side of you talk about where you are now but how if you could walk kind of slowly through that that process of really kind of from where you were where it was like man like lord who am I now versus where you are now today yeah that's a good question because I just I just reflect on like for me, like we think about moms that are that may be struggling in this area. Mm-hmm. Like I have always functioned as a goal getter, and I can yeah. figure it out by myself. I can whatever I got to do, I'm gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Like I, when it came to sports, I was very competitive. So like anything I had to do to get to that end goal, that finish line, like that was me. It's just like I got yeah. this right. Mm-hmm. But when you become a mother, like my mom, would always tell me. I mean, we we'll always say it's one thing to to carry the child in your room. Yeah. It's a whole nother thing to raise them. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't understand what that meant until actually, you know, I was done carrying our first child in the yeah. womb. And so the first thing that I, I would say to a mom who may be, you know, struggling in this area of just like basically like what is happening, I would first say like, don't try to do it alone. And I know that's not that's not 
I'll, I'll bring more context to that because there's married women, there's single moms, there's working moms, there's yeah. stay-at-home moms, and we all share some of the same struggles. Mm-hmm. Motherhood is a blessing, but it is also a very hard thing. Yeah. Um, and we carry a lot of the weight. We carry a lot of the guilt. We carry a lot of the shame. We carry a lot of, of not doing enough. And so I would say when I say don't do it alone is – is that means that, hey, you need to get to a place to pray where you say, hey, God, like, I am struggling in this area and I need help. Send me people. Send me community. Send me whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And and actually when that comes is to actually walk into that and accept that help. So let me give you context. I transitioned home from my, from, from my job to stay home. Mind you, I already knew I was going to do this prior to the pandemic hitting. Right. And so months in, I had that itch like, okay, there's got to be more than mm-hmm. changing these diapers. <laughs> and like, because I knew God had more in me. And it's not to, right, a lot of diapers. But it's not to knock that I wasn't enjoying motherhood. I just knew like there was an itch to like, Man, like, I, I want to serve my family, but I also don't want to neglect myself in the process. Mm-hmm. And so that's when uh, you actually introduced me. I have to shout her out. Introduced me to LaDondra Hervey. Shout, shout out. out to LaDondra. And she had uh, her woke community that I had joined um, a women who are entrepreneurs in business. And I was doing things at that time. But it's not just... It wasn't even the, the the entrepreneurship we were talking about that wrecked me. It was the spiritual support. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would be getting she would get in the trenches and be praying for right. me, praying for us, and 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 calling us up. You know, we talk about this. The podcast is called you know being called up, but she was never judgmental, and so I didn't even know that that was what I needed at the time. Yeah. And she had even seen me go through. So it, it's just different to have someone who's. Who has who's a mother who has teens mm-hmm. to be able to pour into someone like me who is coming in yeah. into motherhood and so I would say like don't uh, don't do it alone if you're like I don't know what that looks like man you pray that prayer and say God mm-hmm. I need help and show me like He will show up and yeah. show you like who who could be there to help you cultivate that space to thrive as a mother because I mean motherhood friendships are hard to build sometimes yeah. in relationships. Um, but I, I, that's my experience. It started with saying like, God, like this is, this is hard. Like mm-hmm. I have an amazing family support, um, but they can only go so far. So however many people you need to throw my way so that I can thrive right. as a mother, do that and, and allow me to accept that help because mm-hmm. that's, that's not always the easy thing to do as a mom either. Yeah. I think, and, and you highlight, I think something that's very important is this idea of humility that says, I don't think too highly of myself to know when I need help. And not being too prideful either to understand the difference in where you need help for support to just kind of get over that hump. You need an extra little bump. And also leveraging the support around where they talk about this idea, old adage that talks about, hey, it takes a village. And leaning on that village, leaning on that support, whether they're miles and miles away, and thinking about during the times of the pandemic and how it has really shifted how we approach the work, how we approach being parents, how we approach a lot of different things. And so I just think that's really cool uh, I want, to just I, hear. I actually want to, you talked about, you know, it takes a village. Yeah. I want to talk about that because a lot of times we hear that phrase, it takes a village. And mm-hmm. then there's a lot of moms and we get frustrated. It's like, well, where's our village? Like, mm-hmm. why are they not showing up? Like, 
And sometimes we have this expectation. You think about a village. When you think about a village, there's people, there's neighbors that's close by. Right. That's a village. Like it's like the old school days where you can well my mom talked about you could borrow sugar from the next door neighbor. <laughs> like life is different now. Like right. we don't have those type of neighborhoods like we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, not in every city. I know not in my city. And so when I think about raising a, uh, you know, it takes a village. One thing that I had to learn is I had to take people at their word. Mm-hmm. And so when I had Simone's um, great grandmother say, hey, I want to be able to build a bond, to build a relationship. Like I couldn't just wait for her yeah. to, 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 to hop in and say like, okay, I'm going to come swing by the house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring diapers. I'm going to like... I had to have intentional time too where I'm taking her over there. Yeah. We are I'm seeing how she's connecting with her. I'm seeing how how she's freely, you know, running around the place and mm-hmm. like just really, you know, creating that relationship because she said like this is what I want. And right. so I think sometimes like as a mother we can get frustrated that like our village is 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 kind of scattered, but I think we put expectations on the wrong people. Mm. We're like, oh, she's supposed to show up for me, and he's supposed to show up for me, and blah 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 blah. But sometimes we overlook those 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 few people that yep. say, hey, I want to be there, and I had to pay attention to that. I I didn't really struggle with the you know it it it, it takes a village, but I understand the frustrations right. that mothers. Um, endure, especially if you're a single mom or, you know, a mom who maybe you've gone through divorce or mm. whatever uh, the, the situation is. But I think we just sometimes have to, like, really ask ourselves, okay, if it says it takes a village to, to raise a child, what does that look like for me? Mm-hmm. And not what does that look like for for, for, for what everyone else and how they have a village helping them, but what does that look like for me? And that helped me pers- change my perspective of how yeah. – I allow people to build a relationship yeah, with Yeah, but it kids. also it also builds a level of accountability. Yes. Where it, it's not the onus isn't just on others. You have to look in the mirror and say, I'm willing to reach out. Yeah. And be intentional I, yeah, about, I had to do it yeah. intentional reaching out yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, being intentional yeah. about reaching out and building those relationships. Say I need help. <laughs> yeah, no, that's real. And so I want to pivot just really quickly. I think that's, you know, just kind of lighthearted. You know, we talk about some really deep stuff about motherhood. We talk identity. We talk all the different pieces of that of taking a village. But what about the lightheartedness of motherhood? When you think about funny stories, when you think about sort of that personality of, of our kids and being able to see that even very young. And so we have two right now one that's about to be four months old and one that's about to be two years old (laughs) and they have two very very different needs and oftentimes i just i look at simone for example and i'm just like this little girl is the little girl version of michaela that i never knew (laughs) and it is so crazy to think about her personality so what would you say makes motherhood fun uh, I say the things that make motherhood fun is I tend to, and it doesn't happen every day. Like every day, that ain't gonna feel fun every no, day. <laughs> but when you take a step back, there are more fun days than there are hard ones. And I think one of the things that me and Simone share together is we love to dance. That is true. <laughs> we love to dance. I dance with her in my womb. I dance with her in labor. I dance with her when she got here. Yeah. I dance with her in my baby carrier. Like. That is that is our thing, mm-hmm. and so 
I think the 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 cool thing is to see that she actually loves to dance. Mm-hmm. Here's a funny story. I remember, you know, because we I stay home with our kids, and so I remember a time. Actually, probably happened several times. I was I was upstairs, and uh, and so Simone was Simone was you know you're home with your kids and you're you got to do stuff around the house. So, anyways, this is when I first found out that she could even turn on the remote. Mind you, Simone is not even two years old yet. Yeah. So I come in and, and see that the TV is on. I'm like, how is the TV on? Our toddler has learned how to turn the TV on by herself. But the interesting thing is. It's like she be clicking on the. She knows to click on the right video, whether that shows up a dance video. She knows or, how to navigate. Oh yeah, she knows how to navigate it, and it's like, what is going on with these with these uh, toddlers coming up in, in oh, this age? They become age? sponges. They yeah. become sponges. Everything, and so I I know that like one of the things Simone likes to do and repeat over and over again until I all day until she gets there dance dance dance. 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 Dance, 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 dance. And so I made a mistake one night. Like, I let her dance before she went to bed. Oh, that was a mistake. Oh, I cut that music up. And, oh. Because she didn't was, have to put her to bed that night. And that it, was her fault. I had to that night. It was over. Yeah. I'm like, I just let her dance just a little bit. Man, she got to dancing and, and that was a wrap. So those are my favorite moments. And even with Jaden, he's four months now. And he's just like... It's funny because he's slowly starting to remind me of like how spunky Simone was at four yeah. months, um, but in his own way. And so, it, with him, it's just it's just a, a good experience to know what it's like to have a son. Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting to see his personality, but but man, like the fun things we do. Uh, I, I what I would say is like for 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 a mother, whether you're at home or you're working, is I think what would help to relieve like to relieve. Like the stress of motherhood and actually like enjoying the moments with their kids is trying to find things that you love um, that can connect your kids with you. Right. So if you are a person who likes art, show your kids what it's like to, to be art. And then as you do things that you love and expose them to, then then they will that you never know what they may pick up. Like Simone right. loves to paint. Yes, yeah, she does. I was never I am not an artist. Art. No, she's I not. I was never huge art, but I'm I'm creative though. That is so. She like is. I'm creative. So when it comes to like I like color pops, all the things, mm-hmm. and so she loves to paint, and uh, I like to be out in nature. Yeah. We get outside. We'll go to a nature center on a field trip. I I can't function, um, you know, on the four walls of, of our of our home all the time. I have to be out, but yeah. that helps to help keep my cup full keep the kids cup full yeah. in a way where we can like like we can create that experience together and I'm not just chasing like oh we gotta take them to see Baby Shark movie I don't even know if that's a movie yeah. but <laughs> the Baby Shark movie because it's a, like no invite them into things that you enjoy so yeah. that you can get your cup full and then you just don't you just don't know what your kids end up picking up um, years from now or you may see the fruit of that now or whatever so just yeah. like yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, just something even small like that. And I think those those are just important about those intentional small moments to just share and build those memories even right now. And so as we sort of wrap up and bring this back to the top, when we talked about this idea of finding purpose through motherhood and how God, how yeah. God sees it for your life. So what final thoughts or advice would you give to a mom out there that's just that's seeking that place to really find that level of fulfillment. I think that's yeah. a, that's a place where you talked about or you alluded to, but you didn't talk about it in detail that it's really just feeling fulfilled that 
you're not just isolated and limited in this idea of only being a mother because it consumes so much of your time. So what advice would you be able to give to the moms out there? Yeah. Um, so I remember I made this post about just like, um, a little bit of my hardships of like my first year as a mom. And I alluded to like, if you see a woman like thriving in, 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 in being where she is, I like ask her how she got there. Yeah. And I say that because like, I I understand the power of not, even though sometimes I still want to, of not trying to do it alone. Like, one, I have God who's the focal point of our home. So prayer is definitely important. Prayer, covering our home in prayer um, is like, man, like my dad used to say, children make you pray different. Oh, yeah, they do. And I understand what that meant. I mean, not to say, I mean, I was a bright child, but I also was a handful, so... But now that I am a parent, I'm like, oh, that's what dad is talking about. Because they sure do make you pray different. But yeah. make you pray different in many, many ways. Praying different that 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 for the family dynamic yeah. of, like, to, to have a strong family. Like, allowing God to be your strength. And yeah. I remember, like, operating in that first year. Like, I was not depending on God's strength alone. Like, I yeah. was doing so much out of my own strength. And that was draining to yeah. me. And so now I'm like, God, I'm feeling weary, but, but Lord, you know, using your word like that I can do all things through Christ mm-hmm. who gives me strength. And so even in, you know, this is where Paul is talking about that, where he's he's in prison and, and all all the things are happening with Paul, but he just knows like I I'm not doing this in my strength. And that's the same thing with motherhood because we get weary, we get tired, even for the moms who may lost, they may have lost a child they may be grieving from, mm-hmm. or you know circumstances come up, or they have, or or they have a, a of a child who was who was born early and and have some uh, complications there, yeah. and so I would say prayer is like one the foundation, but also. Um, secondly is, is really, um, reading, reading what the scriptures say about who God is and that helps to define who you are as a mother when you're fighting. That's not easy to do. So the third thing that I would say is finding, uh, mothers who've been there, done that. (laughs) Like I have had so many conversations with moms who've had teens or who has, um, had kids who's just in grade school. My sister has four children. I've asked her a lot of things mm-hmm. about, you know, how to breastfeed, how to do this, how to do that. But then I have those older moms who I look up as a godly example, one including my mother, but other m- mothers who I would define as a mentor to me. Yeah. Just say like, man, like if you see uh, if you see how they carry themselves or you're like, man, like I see that you are flowing in this Way like how did you get there? Like, like I, I'm struggling this area. Like, like, like what was that look like for you when you were a mother? Asking mm-hmm. those questions because, like, we were not meant to walk this life alone. And motherhood can get lonely. You can have ten people surrounding you, and motherhood can still feel so lonely. And that's why I key in on, you know, standing on God's strength, and also like, there is strength in numbers, but there's strength in the right numbers. Like, yeah. you gotta know. And so you got to be discerning because like, like your, with your friendships, with your relationships, with, with your community, like everywhere you go, you have to be discerning because it's not just about you now. It's about, you know, if you're married, it's about, it's about with kids or whether you're single with kids, it's about your entire household. So you gotta, 
you got to like be discerning of how you navigate that. Yeah. And we just cannot do it on our own strength. Right. Like, and I know that I, I look back at some hard days, like, how did I get to that day? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. because it wasn't in my strength. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it wasn't. Or how did I get that a week when Marquis is working late? I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, strength alone. And so that's what I would say, especially for a mother. And just lastly, like, you are doing a good job. Mm-hmm. I know people say it, and it may not. It may, like, click, and you don't feel that. Um, but you are doing a good job, and and, and God wants you whole and, and he wants to call you up uh, mm. so that you can be the best mother that you can be uh, for your kids and, and for what's to come there, for their future, your future. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would say there. No, that's phenomenal. And thank you for that. Thank you for, for sharing that. And thank you for being the mom that you are. I think it's important just to recognize that, to honor that. We talk about giving the flowers while they're there, not just because it's Mother's Day or not just because it's that time, but just recognizing that you two are doing a great job. And we see the fruit of that every single day through through our kiddos, through what they do, how they're learning, how they're growing. And so to the listeners out there, uh, to the mamas, hey, share this with someone uh, as, a, as an encouragement. Say, hey, mama, I think this is one for you. That, that you can use as, as, a, as a place of inspiration, but also a place of edification uh, to just be built up and strengthened just to continue to go forth as we close out the rest of this year, as we're honoring you this week, this month. Happy Mother's Day, y'all. Happy Mother's Day, y'all. So Do something for yourself. Do something for yourself, but also <laughs> eat some good. You and know enjoy I mean? your kids. And, and all of that. And so with that as we close out this episode of the called up podcast remember subscribe follow it on whatever platform that you're listening to so you stay up to date on every new episode that comes out and remember it's time to go up (laughs) 